In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert, and I am so excited to have Mimi Bascom on the podcast today. Mimi is a Latter-day Saint content creator. She loves creating content on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube to start meaningful conversations online about church doctrine and culture, entertain her audience with fun LDS inside jokes, and help members feel like they are not alone in their unique challenges and experiences. She's a graduate of BYU with a degree in communications and owned a social media management business before stepping back to take care of her baby, Eli. Mimi, how old is Eli right now? He is 13 months. Okay, so still a baby, but maybe moving on to like toddler-ish statements. Yes, for sure. I know I'm not okay. I know. I mean, honestly, and everyone tells you like, just enjoy this time. They grow up so fast and it's hard in those moments to see that. And now that my babies are like, my oldest is 14. It's like, oh, where's my baby? My 13 month old instead of my year old. It's so crazy. And you reside in Northern Utah and you are married to your best friend, Eric. And also Mimi is the host of a new podcast called Third Hour, where she discusses, again, church culture and real topics within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And this kind of goes along with some of the content that you've been creating for social media that you've now just kind of branched into a podcast talking about similar topics, which is so awesome. So I can't wait to talk with you today, Mimi. Welcome to Doing Good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm a huge fan of you, of the podcast, so I'm really excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, this will be so much fun. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in content creation. Like, It's such a fascinating world to me that like people are just like making a business of like who they are and what they share. Like content creation, it's like such an ambiguous form to me. It's like, is it your life? Is it your beliefs? Is it like, I, I just saw that there's this lady on Instagram that draws on her refrigerator every morning for her little boys to come down. So like, oh my gosh, I just saw her the other night. Yes. Is this wild? And she's like, I, who knew that people would like follow me and I would be like a refrigerator, like this. <laughs> like doodle artist and this is my content that I create and she just like she just is an amazing artist and just started doing it for her kids and they come downstairs and she has like toy story scenes and good dinosaur scenes and like fun little cartoons and comics that she and it just became like this crazy thing it's just so wild to me and and awesome and just kind of I don't know it still just blows my mind how this comes about so tell me how you became, I guess, a content creator for social media. Yeah. So it's never something that I set out to do. When I was at BYU and in school, my plan was to go into broadcast journalism. I always wanted to be a news anchor. And so, you know, I was there studying communications. And then I found out about this YouTube channel called Saints Unscripted. And I started following them. I had a friend who was on and was being interviewed. So I started following their channel and I was like, wow, this is really cool because if you're not familiar with Saints Unscripted, it's like a talk show about church topics and they interview members and have these kinds of discussions. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, why has this not been a thing? Because that was early on, like five or six years ago where 
Latter-day Saint content creators were not really a thing yet. They really were one of the only ones out there besides like the OGs, you know, like John, by the way, they've been doing the speaking thing, but I'd never really seen it on social media before. So I was like, this is great. I love, you know, talk shows. So I start following them. And after a while, I saw that they were holding auditions and I saw it and instantly I was like, I have to do it. And maybe it was just excitement or maybe it was a spirit, but I was like, this is something I have to go for. So I sent in a video audition. I did like a real life like test in their studio. And I ended up becoming one of the hosts on that YouTube channel. And it was one of the best experiences. I did it while I was going to school at BYU. And I loved just how my testimony grew from studying and researching the topics that we were going to be discussing, but also the impact and reach we were having in people's lives through social media. Like I was getting messages from people who were meeting with missionaries, joining the church, like deciding to go through the temple. And I was like, this is crazy because I never served a mission, but it's something I always planned on doing. And I was like, this is, this is it, you know, like this is, it's so cool. And I just had no idea that it was possible. So from there, I started, you know, also in my professional life, managing social media for like some small businesses and realizing, wow, social media could be my career. And so I actually decided to go that direction instead of broadcast journalism. And I, you know, I had corporate jobs where I was doing social media management. And then after a while, I was like, wow, it would be really cool if I was able to, you know, start my own personal brand and pursue that as a Latter-day Saint, because I love being on Saints and Scripted, but I was like, I'm probably not going to do this forever. And I also love modest fashion. And so that's something I'm really passionate about on Instagram is sharing modest fashion ideas that are still cute and not just like, you know, the turtlenecks. And I feel like how a lot of people imagine Latter-day Saints to dress like. Sure. So anyway, long story short, I decided to pursue my own personal brand. I did social media management for a while. But like you said in my bio, I stepped back when I had my baby. And now this is just what I'm doing for work. It's not full-time. I'm definitely full-time mom first. But it's been so cool to just connect with other Latter-day Saints. And a lot of them, you know, if you're a convert or maybe you're just not comfortable talking to people about things in person, you have a lot of questions and you may feel like you don't have someone to reach out to about things. So I've been talking to girls about like garments and like, what do you do when you're on your period where you wear garments? It's like those real things that someone's not going to raise their hand and ask in Relief Society. I love that you are talking about things like this. And I feel like the more we talk about it, then the less we need to be uncomfortable with it. These are normal conversations and and very unique to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like wearing garments and working out with them or, you know, other things like that that people are like, what's okay and what's not okay? And I don't know, sometimes I obviously there's lots of personal, you know, inspiration and revelation that can come when we ask those questions. But I think it's great that we open it up to, well, what's something that you do? What's something that works for you? And let's talk about it and not make it this awkward or uncomfortable or weird thing. It's like, this is part of who we are and we can embrace that. So totally. I, I want to ask you, how did you, you know, you talked about your brand a little bit and coming up with your own brand and content. How do you come up with a brand? Like, is this something that you're like, I'm just going to be me and, and, you know, I hope people like it. Or did you do like market research and study and say, where is there a gap and how can I fill that with my talents? Are you like, I I don't know. It's just, it's weird when you like brand yourself, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. this is, 
because social media is so unique in that way that it really is like a personality and and someone's you know it's who they are that they're selling is as well as you know talking about the content and things that you're passionate about but it's you as a person too which right. can like blur the lines of is you know this is me who I am but it's also my business and this is who I'm selling so tell me a little bit about how you came up with your content and and you know selling yourself and how did you come up with your specific brand and way of doing things that's a great question i would consider myself as a content creator a lifestyle and fashion okay. content creator and so with that i would consider my brand really just to be my own life and with that something you said earlier i wanted to mention that you know when it comes to you know personal revelation and commandments and things like that my goal is always to point people towards christ and towards the prophet and i never want to be someone that's saying this is okay and this is not because yeah. that is not my call to make however yeah. i i do like to share my own personal experiences but make sure it is you know the lines aren't blurred there of like this is what i do but you need to pray find yes. out that answer for yourself i feel like that's an important distinction to make cuz i don't ever want to anyway be that that kind of person, but yes. Um, and we, and, and I'm just going to, before you go on, I just wanted to like piggyback on that because yeah. I think that is, you are exactly right in an alignment. I think it's so great that you can share your opinions and then ultimately point others to Christ. And I think that's where it gets tricky on social media is when it's mm -hmm. like, listen to me, listen to what I'm saying. And you don't need to listen. It's like, here's what works for me. And now you find out if that will work for you and pray about it. But here's also the doctrine and this is how I apply the doctrine because there's there's practice and principle and we all have different ways of practicing our principles and, and what's right for us. But there are certain things that are like, this is what we're taught and this is what I'm doing, but now figure out how it works for you. So I just want to applaud you for doing that. I think that's so, so great. Thank you so, so much. No, that's always my first thing. If I have a topic someone's asking me questions about, I'm like, okay, to the handbook, to the scriptures. I'm like, I'm going, that's my first resource before I say like, this is what I do just because yes. I feel like it's, it is so hard when it is my life. And yes. then it is also the responsibility of like, okay, well, am I living up to this myself? And so it's, it's a very interesting situation. Yeah. That I feel like can have a lot of pressure, but I also just like want to, you know, be my authentic self and show yes. that, you know, I'm a real person and we all are, you know, we're all just trying to be like Christ, but it is, it's very unique in that way. It for sure is. And when did you feel like Mimi, you sort of knew who you were and knew what your brand was? Like, the, did that come in college? Did that come after you had your baby? Just kind of when you were doing the Saints Unscripted, like, how did you know, oh, I know enough about who I am that I can put something out there and stay true to myself? It took a while for sure, because even when I started on Saints Inscripted, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try out this social media thing. And I was posting some things that were just fashion, you know, in like the fashion niche, and then some things that were church related. And I remember at first, even back when I was a teenager, when I first started sharing my testimony on social media, I would always lose followers. And I was like, well, that sucks. But I mean, I know that this is the right thing that I feel like I should be posting about. So it took a few years to really gain that confidence. And even while I was a host on Saints Unscripted, I had imposter syndrome. I was thinking, you know, all these, all the other hosts were returned missionaries. I felt, well, except one, but he was a convert and he knew way more than me. So I was like, 
I am inadequate. Like I know the least. I don't have much to offer. And it took a few years to finally, you know, of prayer and reflection and realizing like maybe what I have to offer is not being a scriptorian or being an expert in church history, but what I have to offer is my faith and, you know, my hope for the future and just, I mean, like my spirit. And that's why we all have different gifts is because we all have something new and different to bring to the table and who knows who will reach. So after a few years, I decided like, I'm just going to go full out with being a Latter-day Saint content creator. It wasn't really a thing yet. It is so exciting now today to see there's more people who are doing this. But at first I was like, I'm just going to post about my life. And my life is being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if people want to follow along, they can. And if they want to unfollow, if that's not the kind of content that they want to see, then that's totally fine. But I'm going to stay true to who I am and, and post about that. Well, and it's obviously working. You have like 24,000 followers on your Instagram. I don't know how many you have on your TikTok account, but I mean, it's obviously what you're talking about and what you're saying is resonating with people. And I'd love to talk about how do you avoid the comparison online, not only personally, but as a content creator and as someone that is doing this as a business and, you know, helping provide for your family seeing what other people are putting out there. How do you stay true to yourself and you, you know, and and stay current and unique and put uplifting worthwhile stuff out there without comparing <laughs> yourself to what other people are doing personally and business-wise? It seems like that that is a challenge because there's a lot of people that are like, follow me, look at me, do this. And and also like, well, that was better. And oh, I should have said it. And oh, look how cute she is. Maybe I should be doing that. Right. How do you avoid that? And especially since you are, if it, since it is a career and you're on social media a lot, balancing, you know, all that, all those downloads and information all the time. It's a lot for sure. And comparison is something I definitely deal with. It's something I feel like I've gotten better at over the years, just as I've gotten older and more comfortable in who I am. But I mean, with social media, the numbers are right there. How do you ignore them? It's not possible. So, and especially coming from my background of working in social media management, I yep. know the importance of the analytics and, and all of that. So yep. I think it's really just important to remember that if, if I'm doing my best, what I'm doing is enough. And it's really sad to say sometimes the comparison hits harder when it's like other Latter-day Saint creators. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, no, like I should not be comparing myself with them because we all are on the same mission. Like I should be rooting these people on. And I do. And I yes. really am always happy for their success. But sometimes it can be hard not to compare yourself with others. So I think it's just remembering, you know, I'm doing my best. The phase of life I'm in, this is what I'm able to do. And then sometimes there's, you know, with people who aren't members of the church, like trends or different types of posts they're doing that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing as a Latter-day Saint that I feel like don't align with my brand. And I'm like, well, if I was able to do that kind of content, maybe I would you know, have way more followers. But I think it's also just remembering it's not about followers at all. It's yeah. really about bringing people to Christ. And you don't need a lot of followers to do that. You, It's about the type of content you're posting. And sometimes it's the one-on-one -on -one individual conversations that you have with people. Sometimes someone might see your post and not say anything to you about at all. And they might just, it might make them smile and go on with their day. And you may never hear the impact that your post made. But it's just remembering that, you know, through prayer, I I always pray and I say, you know, what 
What can I best do to serve my audience? What do people need to hear right now? And I feel like I'm often surprised with how involved I feel like Heavenly Father is in the process of content creation. So just remembering why I'm doing it. It's really not about the numbers. And if there's people who you know are like shooting up in followers and doing really well, it's like being happy for them because it's remembering we're all on the same mission here. Tell me about one of those experiences and, and stories that you've had with that one-on-one conversation or someone that you've touched one-on-one that has helped you and made you think, okay, this is worth it. This is what I want to be doing. Yeah, I a couple come to mind, but one that just happened recently was so special. It was this sweet girl who uh, was preparing to go through the temple, but was just terrified because she was nervous about wearing garments. She said, I love fashion, I love clothes, and I live in a hot place. So I really just didn't know how it was going to be possible to be comfortable wearing garments and actually enjoy that blessing that can come from them without seeing them as a burden. But she said that through my content. And it sounds so silly because like I literally do a series where I'm like, modest is hottest because modest is sometimes literally hottest like to wear modest clothes in the summer. (laughs) Yeah, I've never thought of it that way. But yep, sometimes in the summer, modest is really hot. (laughs) Right? And so I was like, here are some modest outfit ideas that can keep you cool. So like, I know it sounds silly just in concept, but that girl reached out to me. She's like, this really helped me. And now I'm not afraid to wear garments because I can see like I have these options and since you're so confident in living your standards and wearing your garments, she's like, it's just making me feel a lot better about this decision I've made too. Oh, that is so sweet. Why, Mimi, why do you think there is this, this struggle? And I say young people, cause I'm, <laughs> I look at like, you know, my like younger, like the 20 to 30 year olds that are just getting married yeah. And going through the temple for the first time. And, you know, I, I was married when I was 20 and I'm 38 now. So I guess what? I did. You yeah. look great. Oh, yes. I look. Thank you so much. Very not old and haggard at all. No, no, seriously. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> ripping wet from, from my walk in the rain. You are so nice. But so I have been wearing garments now for 18 years. And I've been so blessed by that honoring that covenant and this the sweet beautiful symbol that it, it represents and the covenants that I made and it it's never even been a question you know like well should I wear them today or should I not it's like I went to the temple I made a covenant and I do and and that is the, not judging anyone else that has that is choosing differently for personal reasons at all I'm just wondering and posing that question of why that has become almost an op an optional thing now. And how have you been able to share through your social media, your personal experience of the beauty and joy and blessings that it has brought to your life? That's a great question. And, you know, when it comes to people choosing to not wear their garments or wearing or have a fear of, or yeah. having a fear um, of going through the temple and starting that journey. Yeah. I think it is different for everyone and you know there are reasons that are medical, there are reasons that are, you know, personal like you said. There is also now a kind of a new I don't know if we want to get into this, but I do want to get to it. Okay. There's a new it. kind of conversation online about like do we really covenant to wear garments yes. or, you know, and and in the temple recommend question it's 
you know, we wear them throughout our life. It doesn't say 24 seven. What does it mean? And, you know, I think there's a reason that it's not set out just black and white. So it definitely, it depends on the person. I think it comes down to prayer and personal revelation for me personally, I love my garments and it they're very sacred. And even though I talk a lot about them on social media, I do try to always keep that sacredness there because they really are so special. And I cherish them, especially when I was working as a temple worker, you know, doing initiatories. I'm like, this is just the significance of them. It's outstanding. So I think it's really interesting now with social media it's more apparent. I mean, I mean, with garments too, it's like, you know where the cutoffs are. So you can look at someone and your first instinct is like, okay, I can see that they are not wearing them. And I don't know. It's really interesting because, sorry, I don't know if this is answering your question, but I get a lot of yes. messages from people who thank me and they're like, thank you for being one of the only content creators who's LDS who actually wears your garments. And while I appreciate that, you know, first of all, I'm not wearing my garments for them. I'm not wearing my yeah. garments as the appearance of like on social media, people can tell I'm wearing them. That's not why yeah. I wear them. I wear them because it's between me and God and I cherish that. But with like other Latter-day Saint influencers who choose not to wear them, it's like, I don't know. It's like they're, they have their own thing going on. I'm just going to really focus on me and why I choose to wear garments and also try not to judge others because we really don't know the full circumstances of everyone. Only God does. And that's why he's the judge of all of us because he does see all of their reasons and justifications or whatever. So I'm, I think you said that exactly right. Is that it's, it's for sure not for us to look at other people and and to judge them, but it, it is an interesting discussion because it's definitely a trend right now. It's definitely something that there are more questions being asked of, was this something we covenanted? And what does throughout your life mean? Does that mean, well, yeah, I wear it once a week for the rest of my life. That right. would be throughout my life. Is that the interpretation? Or, it, I mean, it really is an interesting discussion. And I I personally, I, I feel the same way that, that you do, that it has been, they have been such a blessing in my life in so many ways. And I, you know, it, it when we wear our garments, we are told that it will be a shield of protection for us. And I've had friends be like, oh, so you think you're never going to get hurt? Or what if something happens? And like people die in their garments all the time. I'm like, no. Yes, there are wonderful, beautiful, miraculous stories of being protected wearing them. And, and, and there are physical blessings that we know of when we go to the temple, we get our initiatories. And if any of you are listening, haven't been back in a while, go, go, go. Yes favorite things to do and and the physical blessings you receive before getting your garments are incredible and they're real and it's not just that was a nice blessing it's these are actual things that you are blessed with that i think i wonder if people just don't understand and or or you forget and you don't realize that it's it's an actual thing it's not just a nice spiritual blessing it's it's physical as well and they honestly have been such a blessing in, in my life. And the shield of protection comes from, you know, the adversary. And it's so tricky making decisions right now. I feel like I'm bombarded every day with decision after decision for myself, for my children, 
in my marriage. And sometimes I get so bogged down with making the right choice and what is right. And then I remember, oh, I we have a prophet who's a Syrian revelator, and he has been able to receive so many answers to questions that I had of, here's how to live your life, and here's how you can make decisions, and here's how Heavenly Father will help you that I don't need to wonder, well, it doesn't mean this or does it mean that? It's like, oh, there's clear direction given, and if I follow that, I don't need to stress about all the other little things. It's like the decision's already made. Like, here's what you do, and here's how you'll be happiest, and and it kind of takes away that stress of, I hope I'm doing the right thing of, oh, I'm keeping my covenants. And when I'm living this way, I can take that stress of, was this the right decision or not away? And it's almost like a peace of mind and, and a protection of, because there's there's so much, what's your truth? And what's your idea of how you should live? And that would be so hard to try and figure out what that is. And so totally it takes that pressure yeah. off knowing, oh, I already received an answer. It's been given to me in the temple. And, and that's, gives me so much peace. Absolutely. And that's, isn't that what letting God prevail is? Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's, it is so hard though, like in the social media age of not letting other people's decisions impact your own, especially sure. with other Latter-day Saints. You're like, okay, well, I know they made the same covenants with me with garments, but they decided not to wear their garments for their maternity photo shoot. So is it okay for me to not wear my garments during my maternity photo shoot? And it's what? it's really challenging in this space. So anyone listening, struggling, turn to the prophet, turn to the words of the Lord and pray. Because if you pray earnestly, you really will be able to get that answer for yourself. And it may be different from what someone else is doing. And that's okay. Just really try not to let influencers or other members impact what you're choosing to do. I think that is wonderful advice to just stay close to the spirit. And I honestly believe that deep down, we all know what we should be doing. We all, we all know the right way to live because we've been given the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that is a gift. And He does tell us through our mind and through our heart, through peace and understanding and clarity. And some, it doesn't mean that sometimes the decisions we make won't be hard or they'll feel, you know, this is difficult and this is challenging and maybe I'm the only one doing it. And that's hard sometimes and it can be lonely sometimes. Yeah. But there's a peace that comes when when we do something we know to be right, even if it is challenging. And Heavenly Father's promised to give us strength to make those decisions too and to be strong, even if we feel like we're in the minority. And it's funny because I was talking to a friend the other night and she's like, you know, I my daughters were wearing longer shorts, you know, to go to FSY and a shirt with sleeves. And there's not a super strict dress code. Like there was when I was growing up when I'm to EFY. <laughs> and she's like, it was so funny, like taking a picture with my girls and they were the only ones wearing these longer shorts and the short sleeve shirt. And she's like, we're all members of the church. And yet I now feel like I'm in the minority. I feel like, wait, we're, aren't we all doing this together? And so it's it's just interesting. And I'm not saying one way is right or wrong. Right. I know we all struggle with different things and I don't have any daughters. And honestly, like I just want to wrap my arms around every mother with a daughter and just say, you are doing an amazing job and I love you. And your daughter is incredible and she's going to make good decisions and trust her and let her work things out. Because man, I cannot imagine being a teenage daughter or a mother of a teenage daughter in this day and age, but you yeah. are both to the task and you are amazing. But she just said, I, I just want to know that I can link arms with my fellow moms out there and be like, 
come on, we can do this. We can do this together. Let's, let's, let's help each other and not give up and support each other. And so it is just, it's just an interesting conversation to have of, of, I I know there are members right now that feel like when they do, you know, wear their garments daily, they're in the minority. And that's interesting. That's an interesting thing that's kind of happening culturally right now in our church. Totally. And is it this something that was prophesied of, right? So yeah. Yeah, those were in the latter days for sure, but it, it can be difficult feeling like you're in a minority, especially among other members. So absolutely, and and I think Mimi and I would both say to the to to people that are listening to the podcast, like we just want to reiterate like the importance of receiving personal revelation and inspiration and following the prophet, and and keeping your temple covenants and making the best decisions for you. And or, honestly, there's. When I, I'm Young Women's President right now in my ward, and I I will admit that I used to be a little more judgmental of what my nieces wore and what young women would wear. And, you know, I'm like, oh, if I had a daughter. This is what I would do. And if I did this, and as soon as I became Young Women President, all that went away. And all I have felt for my amazing young women is just love, 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 so much love. I don't notice hemlines. I don't notice spaghetti straps. I don't notice tummies. I don't notice it anymore. It's just this overwhelming love for them and and trust and faith in them. And I'm like, oh, if this is like a fraction of what our Heavenly Father feels for us, I mean, it is the most beautiful gift to feel that love for them. And I know that only love can encourage people to make changes and to make good choices. And it, and, and it's through the Holy Ghost that ultimately helps us make those changes. And, and never has anyone, rarely, I would say, maybe besides Alma the Younger when he got struck by an angel, but rarely <laughs> has anyone made a choice or a change by someone saying, you're doing this wrong. You shouldn't do this. Like, you're right. I shouldn't be. Right. I'm so far from you judging me on that. But don't <laughs> change now because you told me I was living my life wrongly. Nobody ever changes. It's only through gentleness and and the spirit that can truly change our hearts. So what is something that you have done, Mimi, on social media that maybe you felt inspired to do or inspired to share or talk about in that loving Christ-like way that you maybe have heard feedback on of, you know what, that really touched me. That really helped me because you said this with love. Have you ever had an experience like that? I'm trying to think of a specific example I have one that I haven't necessarily gotten a lot of feedback with yet, but it's a topic I do want to continue talking about, um, which is having love and respect for our brothers and sisters who have chosen to leave the church because oh, people leave for a whole plethora of reasons. Sure. And just and I feel like in the past, our church culture has very much said, well, if someone's left the church, they didn't have enough faith. They didn't work hard enough. And something along that kind of narrative. And in reality, there's so many different reasons why people leave. And our job is not to, you know, tell someone that we disapprove of their decision. Our job is to love them and continue treating them the same way that we would, because I mean, that's, that's what Christ would do. right? Right. And I love what you were saying about the love you have for your young women. I think it's so beautiful and we just need so many more people like you in the church who lead with love because you're right. That's how we inspire change. And I will say though, you know, people say Utah is a judgmental place or members of the church can be judgmental. I will say 
that sometimes it is hard not to be judgmental, obviously. And especially in our church where there are certain guidelines that just looking at someone, you can basically tell if they're following or not. Maybe it's commandments or maybe it's just guidelines from the prophets. But I think- It's like a very physical reminder in front of your face that, yeah, exactly. It's hard not to notice. Yes. So I will say like for members of the church, don't beat yourself up, like give yourself from slack because having those like first instinct of like, oh, wow, they are or aren't doing this. Like, that's okay. It's just what the next step is from there. Is it choosing to, you know, go forward with that narrative of like, they are not following the prophet and this is what that says about them. Or is it okay? You know, they may be choosing not to follow this, but how can I continue to love them and treat them just as I would? So I think there's so many areas of the church where our culture can improve in that way. And really it just takes love and putting that first because those are the two great commandments, loving God and loving our neighbor. And that right now, it's it's interesting that it's, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, they, they are not a member of the church. And you show so much love to people in your neighborhood that are not members and you invite them to things, but members that have chosen to step away it's it it i don't know why it is but it's almost like oh well that's different and it's almost like they're avoided or people don't know how to act and that just yeah. breaks my heart and i love that you bring that up that they should not be treated any differently and and you shouldn't go avoid them or think well i probably can't reach out or talk to them about the same things anymore chances are if they were members they 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 know they know they're so happy to engage with you and talk about the same things. And if personally, they've decided not to live that way anymore. You still have that common ground. And, and you know, I think that you can still stay close to the spirit and talk with them about things that you feel prompted to, but they still want to be your friend. They still want to talk with you. They don't want to be shunned from the neighborhood. And so I right. think it's so important that you're talking about this and bringing this up of let's wrap our arms around them too, just as we would have someone that has never been a member of the church. Let's not right. avoid them if just because they've chosen to leave or do things differently. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're so spot on, especially if someone lives in Utah. It's like, it's heartbreaking hearing people, you know, it's a tough decision to make yeah. to leave the church, you know, especially if yes. you grew up in it, if your family is like, they're, they might already been having feedback from their family. Like, don't make them don't shun them from the neighborhood like you said don't make them lose their friends too it's like you don't know what they're going through try not to make assumptions of why they left it's just loving and accepting them and treating them just as you would i know sometimes it's from us it's like well i don't want to make them feel uncomfortable but i think being a nice human that's not going to make anyone feel uncomfortable no i agree and i think it's always better to err on the side of i'd rather bug them and let i know let them know i love them then avoid them. Like, fuck yeah. them and love them. That's what I think. <laughs> and not say, please, you know, I, I'm actually not interested or I, I really want to take a step back from the neighborhood right now for to heal and, and yeah. to get some time to myself and just to kind of find my place now in this, in Utah. I mean, because it is, it's, you're, you're around it all the time. It's, it's unavoidable. And so, it, and that's understandable, but I would rather bug them and love them than avoid them and be like, they probably don't want to hear from me. They probably don't want to talk to me. they're still like i still need friendship and love just like anybody of any religion yes yes we all want to just feel included and loved for who we are mimi what would you say your what is your vision um look like in the next few years like how do you see yourself doing the most good with your podcast online like 
I guess, what is a goal that you have for yourself on continuing to spread goodness and light through social media? Continuing to do my best through social media to bring people to the Savior and get people on the covenant path or stepping forward on the covenant path, just because with my testimony, I've seen how much my belief of the Savior and His atonement has changed my life and how being on the covenant path and going through the temple and all of that has changed who I am for the better in the best way. I want to do everything I can to share the good news and continue to encourage other people to do the same thing because in today's world, it's hard. Being a member of the church, I feel like, I mean, I don't know, maybe it would have been harder being a pioneer for me because I was definitely not born for that life. But being a member in today's day, it is hard. It's probably the hardest time it is to be a member just with how much contrast there is from the world. But I want to continue having these real conversations and especially on the third hour podcast that we recently started is trying to have these real conversations within the church that we're not sugarcoating things. We're saying, okay, people may feel uncomfortable with modesty because they feel like it's coming from men and they don't want men to tell them how to dress. And that's very valid. So it's, you know, really discussing that point of view, but then also saying, you know, what are the benefits and blessings of garments like we talked about today. And so it's having that full thought out discourse. And I just think it's really important to talk about that and be really authentic and say, yeah, church culture isn't perfect all the time. What can we do to improve it and help people feel comfortable? So that's definitely my goal. I love seeing other Latter-day Saint creators pop up. And I think we need so many more people, even if you decide not to like be a Latter-day Saint content creator, just sharing your testimony and being a light in the world. It's so important because you never know who you'll touch or who your influence will make a difference to. So I love seeing more people step up to the plate in that way because we need everyone. Oh, I could not agree more. And even something as simple as posting a picture online of, hey, we went to the temple this weekend, it was such a beautiful experience. When, when people say, what did you do this weekend? And you went to the temple. Don't just say, oh, we went on a date. Tell them you went to the temple. Yeah. Tell them you, you did baptisms with your son. Tell them that your, your child gave a talk in church. Ex- talk about your love of the gospel and make it part of daily conversation. I, one of the apostles, and I can't remember who said it now, but someone kind of talked about the importance of that recently of just Make it a part of daily conversation. It doesn't need to be weird. Like, yeah. let's talk about Jesus. You know, like you don't need to have like this like formal discussion. Just talk about it. Just, just it's it just make it a part of your daily life, and it's just part of who you are. And it really is interesting how and and beautiful to see how little tiny comments can make someone message and be like, oh, I didn't know that, or tell me more about this, or what did you mean when you when you quoted the scripture? What does that mean to you? And it can change someone's life. Simple things. It doesn't need to be great big things, just how you're living your life. So Mimi, I think you are doing such an incredible job. I think you are doing so much good right now. I'm so proud of you. And if people want to check out your Instagram, TikTok, um, podcast, tell us where they can go to follow you and experience more of your light and goodness online. First of all, thank you so much. You're so sweet. And this was so fun to talk to you. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Mimi.Bascom. 
And then our podcast, it's through the third, thirdhour.org. They're a great website. And you can find the Third Hour podcast on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Awesome. And Mimi is M-I-M-I and Bascom is B-A-S-C-O-M. So Mimi Bascom. And that is just awesome. I, I think you are doing such a great job. And it was a joy to have you on the podcast talking with me today. So thank you for all the good you are doing. Thank you so much. You're the best. Herbert, and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy truly all in one little app and you can use promo code doing good all one word at checkout and you get a full month free so check it out and sign up at ourturtlehouse.com see you soon